Hello and welcome to this podcast from the Podnuts World Service. Please let us know what you think and tell other people about us on social media. Podcasts from the Podnuts World Service are supported by Podnutsians and advertising. Hey, hey, Podnutsians, welcome to DDG episode 29. My name is Door to Door Geek, but I'm pretty sure you know that by now if you're listening to this show. Uh, first and foremost, I will say thanks everyone for their support. Thanks everyone for their outreach. Thanks everyone for their caring, loving stuff, period. And I'm really shocked at the amount of listens I have on, I believe it was Stitcher. So I will say if you listen to this on Stitcher, just shoot me a one word email, tweet, or something else just saying the word Stitcher because I'm genuinely shocked that I'm getting the amount of downloads and listens or streams that I'm getting on Stitcher. Um, good, I guess. Um, I'm going to first try to give a quick update. What I will say is I just had another doctor's appointment um, for all of my medical things going on. For those who are new, um, two, no, three years ago next month, I was in a conference in Boston, Massachusetts, um, and I literally just started feeling nauseous, sickly feeling, couldn't identify what was going on, uh, just decided I'm just going to take it easy, go to bed. Next day I woke up, it didn't feel too bad. By like three three in the afternoon, I again started feeling nauseous, sickly, kind of um, uh, like um, a loopy kind of feeling, uh, and I said, I'm just going to take it easy. Next day I came home to Maryland uh, day after that, scheduled an appointment with my doctor. Two days after that or so, went in to the doctor and he said, uh, I'm about to shove a needle in your arm for diabetes. Um, he said, but I'll give you 30 days to turn it around. He actually was like 35 days to turn it around. I asked him what to do. He said, stop eating everything white. No sugar, no flour, no pasta, no rice. He said, was your, the basic rules, which was to me very simple and easily to digest, pun intended, I'm sorry. But uh, so I said, okay, self, let's see what we can do. Um, About three months later, I figured out what I was doing was actually the keto diet, kind of. Um, But uh, 30 days after my initial appointment, I went back and the doctor said, you're not doing perfect, but you're doing much better. He said, whatever you're doing, keep it up, come back in another, I think, I'm pretty sure it was 30 days. So by the end of that 30 days, I figured out I was doing the keto diet, but I backed into it unknowingly. Um, cause, and I'll say it like this, the keto diet is not a low carb diet for every complete stinking moron on Reddit slash R slash keto recipes. Keto diet is not low carb. Okay. Keto diet is high fat. First and foremost, moderate protein. Second of all, and low carbs. Lastly, it's the least important thing. Okay. High fat is the most important thing. Okay. So that I found out that's what I was doing. Long story short, uh, the doctor took me off of blood pressure meds, took me off of diabetes meds about a year later is what I'll say. So now I'm coming up on about, um, uh, two years of being off meds, being off everything, being moderately well behaved is what I will say, but not perfect. Um, went back to the doctors last month. All my numbers looking great, except my tri 
triglycerides, which I want to say were supposed to have a maximum of 150. I was over 300. So he basically said, uh, you know, you're going to have to start doing something else uh, if this doesn't change. But this is not an emergency. Schedule another appointment six months and let's see what happens. So I'm going to try to monitor my diet a little bit more. Uh, I will admit to everyone freely in the last six months, I've had uh, uh, more carbs than I intended and more sweets than I intended, but neither of them in any excess. Uh, what I will say is like once every month and a half, I might've had um, a little bit of sugar. Like uh, one time I had a Klondike bar, like in the last year, one time I had a Klondike bar. One time I had, we went to Cheesecake Factory. I had a half a piece of, not even half a piece of cheesecake because that thing was too rich. Um, my kids had Halloween candy. I might've had like five M&Ms kind of thing. And then, uh, like maybe once or twice others, I had pieces of desserts, but never an entire dessert. Uh, carb wise, I still have had basically no pasta. I've had little bits of rice here and there, maybe like a half a serving every like six weeks. Uh, bread. I've actually had maybe four burgers in the last year with bread on you know, on each side kind of thing. So I still haven't went carb crazy, but I know to be in true ketosis requires six straight weeks of complete fats, moderate carb um, proteins, and no carbs, basically. And I've not done that probably for six straight weeks once in the last year, maybe, but I doubt twice. Um, so I have to try to be a little bit more well-behaved or I'm going to have to offset my inadequate diet with some sort of physical regimen or better known to the layman as exercise, which I even told my doctor, I'm doing everything in my power to hold off on doing exercise because both of my angles, uh, ankles either have no tendons or ligaments. I believe it's tendons. Um, I tore, I had really bad accidents on pedal bicycles when I was a kid to where now both my ankles will twist very easily. And when I say twist, I mean, they'll come out of socket and touch the floor if I'm not careful. Um, one knee, I have a partially torn meniscus, uh, which I told him I really don't want to have surgery until I have to have surgery. And then I have a torn rotator cuff, a second degree sh- shoulder separation, uh, where it's the most painful one of all, where if I just walk briskly, the up and down motion will cause my shoulder to almost come out of socket. So that's the one in uh, two weeks I have an appointment for to see if any physical therapy can do the trick or will we need to go to the surgeon? We'll have to find out. But um, physical health wise, I feel fine. Uh, I will say I've been like, a, when I say roller coaster, trust me, it, it's a dramatic over exaggeration. I've been going up and down maybe 10 pounds for the last like five months to where at the highest I've been just over 200 at the lowest. I've been like 185. Uh, right now I'm right about 190, just below 190. My real goal is to be a constant below 174 months. Then I'll start to feel better. And I told my doctor that once my weight is low enough, I believe the impact will be low enough to where I can do more serious exercise and not put individual parts of my body at risk. Um, he thought what I said made sense, but he also was afraid I was over exaggerating, but he admitted that no one should know my body and my limitations better than me. And I give him examples of of how, when I was young, I would test my limitations and he agreed. Yes, you should know your limitations. Um, mentally I'll say I'm still here. Um, 
nothing is easier. Uh, nothing is dramatically better, but I will say it like this. I have talked to a couple people, more than a couple people. Um, part of me feels moderately selfish when I feel uh, depression because I feel like in reality, I'm a first worlder in reality. I'm a white male first worlder in reality. Um, I'm not in poverty. I'm not in object poverty. Uh, I haven't faced, uh, complete ridicule my entire life. Yeah. I've had people make fun of my speech impediment. I've had teachers and adults make fun of my speech impediment when I was a kid. I had coworkers and I had bosses and I had places where I go to for education and for job interviews, make fun of my uh, speech impediment. But in reality, compared to a lot of other people, it could have been worse. It wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. When you have principals in your school and teachers in your school make fun of your speech impediment in front of other students, it's not good, period. It's not good. Um, but I do think to a degree, the world is what you make it. Um, for those listening to the podcast now, you don't hear a speech impediment for the most part. Uh, granted, if you listen really closely once in a while, you'll hear, a or once in a while you'll hear a, a little bit of a speech impediment, but for the most part, it's not there. Um, so I admonish it was a me thing is what I'll say. But at the same token, having a speech impediment allowed me to see people really thought of me with very little effort. Um, people showed their, uh, true cards in front of me very quickly and easily. So it allowed me to very quickly to judge whether or not this was somebody I wanted to spend any time with. So while I didn't communicate with a lot of people before the age of 30, the people I did communicate with, I feel like I understood them and they understood me better than I think the average person fella. Um, I have uh, coworkers who really do, for the most part, support me amazingly. Um, my wife supports me insanely. Uh, my kids are spoiled rotten. They have no idea how good they have it. Um, and I'll say I've got more than a couple emails, uh, thus proving to me that um, other people support me as well. Um, we're going to start with this email here, and it is from uh, Matthew, really good guy. Uh, he says, Hey there, brother. Listen to the latest DDG, and I really appreciate your network, and I really hate that I haven't been communicating more with you. That's my goal for 20. Uh, I hear you on Eric. I'm sorry, Steve. Never would I have thought that it was what was going on. I'm sorry, brother. Um, my 19 hasn't been overwhelmingly great, but I've really tried to stay positive. Things haven't worked out, but we're still moving forward. Just wanted to say thank you. You're a great man, or Matthew Buzzle. Um, Matthew, you're far too nice. Number one. Um, thank you very much. Um, I almost hope that I never get over Eric Ardini because I shouldn't get over Eric Ardini. Eric Ardini was among the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Period. Uh, when I got to hang out with him at at least two, maybe three conferences every time I knew exactly where he stood on everything. He was unbelievably nice and pleasant to everybody. Uh, unbelievable respect to everybody, yet we all still had a really good time. So I'm always going to miss him. I'm always going to wish he was here. Uh, and I'm always going to do everything I can to do things that I think would make him proud. Period. That's just the truth. Thank you very much, Matthew. Uh, if anybody wants to get in touch with me, it's I, I tried to make it as easy as possible. 
If I can improve that in any way, anybody and everybody, let me know. You can send me links in the notes, mail at pons.com, doordoorgeek at gmail.com. You can hit me off on Twitter. You can hit me up on Facebook. You can hit me up on Discord. You can hit me up on Mattermost. You can hit me up on IRC. You can hit me up on a bunch of other things, including Voxer, which is a very different voice communication platform is what I'll say. And if you need my address on Voxer, you have to email me directly because it's something I can't publish because the good friend of mine, Steve Trebino, was gifted the ability to give me my address on Voxer. And it's something I can't say publicly or else this podcast might get a explicit rating. I'll leave it at that. Uh, Matthew, thank you for the email. There's no way I can convey to anybody how much Matthew has helped the network and me personally over the years, period. Um, I'll just say that. And I'm not about to try to... um, shame other people into being as awesome as Matthew. I will just say, uh, Matthew is awesome. Thank you for all the help, Matthew. And I will, uh, move on to the next email. So we actually had more than one email, which really shocked me. I was really happy. Uh, copy paste, unformed, unformatted text. Let me try to delete some personal information. Okay, here we go. Next email from Robert. Hello, DDG. You said that you worry on how you are acting and saying on what others are thinking. My look at it is don't worry about it. If they do not like you for what you are, then let them know. Do not let the door kick them in the tush. I would communicate with them even after 20 years. How are you going to know what they are thinking or letting them down? I think you are doing more harm not communicating with them. Happy anniversary on being married for 16 years on one one twenty. Happy New Year for t- 2020. And it will be a lot better this year for all of us. Don't worry about letting people down. I can't believe I did that on the email for the video listeners. Sorry. Um, do not worry about letting people down. Just do the best you can and know that you did the best that you can do. I feel at a, I feel that at a threat is just words, not action. Try not to worry about them. I know it's a lot easier said than done. With you not getting any more, I think that nothing be said about a lawsuit. I feel it's blown over and done. I feel when uh, I feel they were just trying to scare and shoot down Podnuts or just take down Podnuts Pro. I guess when they found out you are not going to do either and fought it. They thought I really have no ground to this and stop picking on you. Um, if they are paying someone to download their show, then they do not know the, tr- the, uh, true download. Like on pod nuts, you do not do that. And it gives you true numbers of downloads, which get, that gives you a good idea on how many people listen to you. Happy anniversary to the 11th year pod nuts. Keep up the good work. I feel you're doing a good job with all of of what you do. I like the blah, blah, blah part. It made me smile. 2020 will be a good year from Robert. Thank you very much, Robert. Um, I will say I foolishly care what people think, but I'll also say the day I stopped stuttering every two or three words was the day I said to myself, I don't care what other people think. Um, but I try not to be an absolutionist. I try not to be completely one way. I try not to think I know everything and let's stick with that. So I openly don't care what people think, but at the same token, 
when people come at me with extreme vitriol is the word of the day, Google it because I had to today. Um, when people come at me with complete vitriol, like spewing venom and, and hatred, I have to stop and think they in their own eyes are the good guys and I'm the bad guy. How are they seeing me as the bad guy? What could I do to have someone in the future not do this? So I respect anybody seeing me in a good or bad light. And I just want to try to figure out how can I convey what I consider to be the truth. Um, the person who, the group who was threatening me, I don't want to say relinquished, but they, they settled down. Or as I tell my kids, when I say Danny, three words, and he turns to me and says, simmered down now. Yes. They simmered down now. Um, because I'm not going anywhere. Um, I'm the person who has jumped in front of moving cars to pull people out in front of moving cars. Um, and that's the way I am with this network. Um, anybody on the network ever will get me defending them to the nth degree. Um, and even those who aren't on the network anymore will still get the exact same action and reaction out of door to door geek. I will do anything and everything to help anybody and everybody who has ever been a part of this network or whoever has been nice to somebody I know of, because that's just the way I think everyone should be. Um, I will say, I do think you hit one nail on the head, Robert. Um, regardless of how one's perspective might sway and change from year to year to year to year, I do think there's one undeniable truth, and that is no matter what you think, feel, believe as being factual or truthfulness kind of thing, we all keep having stuff a little bit better. Yeah, there are things that happen that make you upset. Yeah, there are things that happen that you don't agree with. Yeah, there are things that you might consider, you know, the end of the world kind of stuff. But in reality, if you stop and you look back two to three years, and then you go forward two or three years, then you look back two or three years, you'll see it's actually slowly, methodically, almost snails-like in the current measure, been getting better every year. Um, I have no problem saying, like, eight years ago, when I first started doing a podcast, um, I was immature in a lot of ways. Um, I was naive in a lot of ways. Um, I do think with age, not only comes wisdom, I feel like I was already a patient fella, but I feel like my patience have, has only grown. I also feel like my ability to shut my mouth and listen to others and be compassionate and understand where others are coming from. Uh, and show empathy and relate to other people, I think is the real, dare I say, meaning of life. Um, when I sit here on the microphone and just spew for 20 minutes to two hours straight, and when I tell you that's the exclusion of the rule, that's not how I normally operate. It's the honest to goodness truth. I most of the time just listen to what people say uh, because I know what I think. I don't think they need to know what I think, but I think if I just be quiet and listen to other people. It helps my education uh, all around. Um, I have a couple of coworkers now that understand that when I say something is uh, like, I believe when I state something as this might be true, they know, well, let's evaluate it. And when I say that this is true based on my personal experience happening this one time, then they believe that, okay, well in that time it was true. 
I don't think I can disprove it. Or if I can, here's how I can disprove it. And if I can't disprove it, let's move forward with it. Um, I try to be the same way. Um, if somebody tells me that they perceive something in their history as being truth, well, then I, who am I to say they're wrong? I can just ask them if they're sure I can ask them for evidence or proof or, you know, justification kind of thing on how they saw that in the past. Um, so I love these kinds of emails is what I'll say that I've been getting because they literally make me shut my mouth and think. Now I will say the downside is I can't read them at, at normal times. I literally have to like put everything down, put the kids in bed and then sit down and, uh, read stuff in like a quiet fashion. Um, and I will say, uh, I do believe all these emails were okay to read on the podcast, but there's uh, like one or two more. Okay. Um, this one is from Mike. Uh, and this guy's up in Philly. Long story short, I do think I'm going to be able to be up in Philly late August. I believe it's late August, maybe early September for false con F O S S C O N, which is literally like downtown Philadelphia. Um, with me, Russ winner, the techie geek, uh, and we might be able to have one or two other people there. And this guy's from Philly, so I might be able to be up there. I will say I will try to keep people updated. The good thing is it's not far from my house. The bad thing is it's not cheap. Philly's not a cheap city. But the good thing is I have plenty of time where I should be able to save up money. So here's the email. Okay. Hi, Steve. My name is Mike. We exchanged a few emails back and forth throughout the years. I just wanted to share a few thoughts after listening to DDG episode 28. I just listened to it tonight, driving him from work. I'm listening to it again while I write this so I can collect my thoughts. I listened to some of your other DDG episodes and always liked how you put yourself out there. We have a lot in common. I think we're about the same age and definitely grew up as a nerd when being a nerd was far from cool. I really just wanted to tell you that I think that you're brave. I think that you um, are brave for putting yourself out there, talking about some of the depression you've been having and dealing with. I know I've suffered with bouts of depression throughout the years. This last year has been tough for me. My mom has been battling dementia and Alzheimer's for a while. As of last May, she has no idea who I am any longer She's just a shell now and pretty much non-verbal. It sucks. It hurts. Nobody wants to see their mom like that. But your episode 28 helped me just get some of this out. I really appreciate Podnuts, all you do. And I want you to know that you are really an inspiration and I think uh, one hell of a role model. I know you've been pretty open about your speech stuttering issues growing up and it takes a lot of balls to get out of your comfort zone and meet a challenge like that head on. You stepped up and have a whole network of programming based on spoken words. I'm not sure that you did this by design, but I truly admire it. And I did the same thing with the email and video. I, I didn't scroll right. Sorry about that. Uh, thanks for everything you and all the Podnutsians do. The sense of community is great. I'm sorry to hear about the threats, question mark, you are getting against the network. What's going on? Question mark. Anyhow, I just dropped you a little PayPal donation from another email. I wish I could have been more. Uh, honestly, I didn't realize you had one-time PayPal link until now. Patreon is cool, but I get weirded out by auto monthly deductions. Let's try to make 2020 better. If you're ever up in Philadelphia, South Jersey area, I would love to buy you a beer. Hang in there, buddy, Mike. I wish I would have reviewed this email because I didn't want to mention the PayPal thing, deduction or donation thing, because I don't want to 
donate shame people. I got to say that again. Um, Mike, I'll say this. You, uh, without saying dumb, I, man, I was a nerd when being a nerd was the most uncool thing you can have. I literally had females in school, 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th grade, who were not attractive, felt free making fun of me for being a nerd. When, quite honestly, if it was any other decade, they would not have been able to make fun of other people is what I'll say. Um, and I'm not going to say any names out there because... Even at the time when they were making fun of me, I thought, you know, I'm sure somebody's also picking on you. So if this is your way to release, if this is your way to get frustration out, well, so be it. I'll just sit here and fold pieces of paper, making origami, doing everything in my power to not draw attention to myself whenever possible. Um, and I'll say because of my speech impediment, like in school, when teachers called on me and asked me for the answer, oh, hell no. I'm just like, just shaking my head. Nope. And I wouldn't even say the word nope because I knew if I even said the word nope, it would stutter. And when I would stutter, it was the end. So no, I wouldn't even answer that. I even, and whole reason, here's the dirty secret, Mike. I did not graduate high school. Oh, Lord. I did not graduate high school. But instead, I got my GED less than, um... 48 hours after dropping out of high school. And I dropped out of high school because my, I want to say 10th grade English teacher might've been ninth grade because I did ninth grade English in 10th grade because I failed it. I believe he, Mr. Liver something, Glamourney High School, such a jerk, said, you will never graduate my class unless you get in front of my class and give your whatever, um, uh, you know, tell people about this thing, whatever. To which I immediately said, give me a pass to the office because I'm dropping out because I'm not doing that. There's no, I'm never doing that. And I went to the office and I told the office personnel the absolute rudeness of this teacher and him insisting it is impossible for me to graduate unless I get up in front of the class and give this presentation that I can't pass this grade tells me I have no choice. Your teacher is giving me no choice but to drop out of school. And of course, that took me about an hour to say because of all my stuttering. Um, and of course, nothing changed. Um, I then filed a thing with the Annapolis government here in Maryland, which of course, nothing changed. But then literally 48 hours afterwards, I went and took my GED test and I passed it, but I didn't get a GED. I did it the year before it became a GED, where I literally had a high school diploma. So at least when I went on job interviews, I could at least put down I actually graduated from high school. Um, in hindsight, I found out how, I don't want to say important that is, but how vital that is uh, based upon stats. There's three stats where each one you have will help compromise your future. Okay. If you didn't graduate high school, if you had a child before wedlock, uh, or if you're not married, I want to say, no, if you didn't graduate high school, child before wedlock, I can never remember the third thing, but there's three things where if you have all three of the things, the likelihood that you will be in poverty for the rest of your life is astronomical because you can't get a job paying good money for an intro job without a high school diploma. If you have a child before wedlock, the likelihood of the all your money going towards taking care of that child was insane. And I can never remember what the third thing is, but I didn't have, I luckily skimmed by all three of those things. And I don't live in poverty now. Um, I live with a wife who makes more money than me because she's clearly smarter than me. Um, so I feel like, I don't want to say I lucked out because luck had nothing to do with it. 
Um, it was, I've been at my job now for 23 years. My oldest kid is only 14. I've only been with my wife for, you know, 16 years now, coming up 16 years, um, just over 16 years. So it was an accident. It was many years of pain, many years where I thought I'm going to die alone. Many years where I thought this is it. This is the end. I'm not going to make it out of this year kind of thing. Um, I'm happy to say I was wrong. Um, and again, uh, Mike, I'm going to try to be in Philadelphia. I believe it's the end of August. Again, it's F O S S C O N false con. Um, and I will say festivals and conferences that I've been to. Um, I've had a couple people try to tell me that we have like a pod nuts click or like a, you know, a, a herd of people where at some conferences we've literally had like 15, 20 people all show up and just hang out. And it's literally, it's not because they want to see me. It really isn't. It's because we want to see each other. It's because we all have something in common. And that is that we all basically respect each other. And we all like have, uh, dare I say, to steal a phrase from uh, Hack 5. We all have techno lust to one degree or another. So we just like talking about that kind of stuff. Um, and I will say, um, Mike, you're right when you say thanks to everyone and all the Podnutsians. Podnuts as a network started out with one man just doing his thing, and that was Steve C. But it was the greater community that like helped push him, helped drive him, and helped drive everybody else to be a part of this network to do more and to try to do better. Um, and I'll say this, Steve C. had the opportunity to quote-unquote cash out, where he could have sold the network to other people for a good amount more money, but he knows they would have just ran the network into the ground and just made it a ad laden cesspool kind of thing. He didn't do that. And I've tried to not do that. Um, if you haven't noticed Podnuts is still around, I'm not going to say Podnuts is stronger than ever, but Podnuts is doing really good. And if you noticed for at least the last eight months, we have not had a single paid advertisement anywhere on any show. That's not an accident is what I'll say. It's not an accident. Um, so if you want to support this network, it's easy to do. Links are in the notes. Um, I'll also say, if you don't directly support this network with money, guess what? You're going to still see the exact same content as everybody else, because that's how we roll. We don't do paywalls. We don't put things behind paywalls. We don't hide content to only people who, you know, get, give us money directly, nor will we donate shame and say, if you don't then you're not part of the team. You're not part of the clique. You're not part of our royal family kind of thing because everybody is family. Whether you just download and listen to your very first episode or you've been here for 11 years straight, everybody's equal. Nobody's special. We all owe each other and we all should respect each other and do everything we can to help each other. Okay, um, last email. This is from Mike. And I do believe this is also another one that's safe to read on the podcast this one i don't have to worry about scrolling okay uh it says hello door i just listened to your last episode of ddg for 2019 i'm a little more than a month behind on my podcast listening so please forgive the delay i just wanted to thank you for all the work you do with pod nuts i've been a fan of your shows and appreciate all your hard work and honesty i know it's been a very rough year but i just wanted to let you know that you have at least one person who cares about you and all other Podnutsians wishing you and your family the best. Uh, Mike D of West Virginia. Thank you very much, Mike. And I will say West Virginia is not that far away. Okay. So there also is not a reason I should not be able to stop in West Virginia. I want to say Charleston is probably the most 
populated spot that's physically close to me. Uh, so I might actually try to uh, schedule a trip out there because the rest of my family loves to gamble. And I believe Charleston has a racetrack slash casino. So that might be a good excuse is what I'll say. Um, I will say again, thanks everyone for all the emails. Thanks everyone for all the support. Uh, if you want to contact me, links are in the notes. Easiest way for to get it on the show is ddg at podnuts.com. You can also shoot me a mail at mail at podnuts.com or door to door geek at gmail.com. Um, I'm not sure about any other things to put in this episode. So I will say thanks everyone again. Thanks everyone for downloads. Do not forget the best way to support this network is literally just to share a link of a show with someone you consider smart, someone you consider educated, someone you think would actually like hearing a show not packed with ads and filled with normal people communicating with normal people. Nobody on the Podnuts network is an elitist. Nobody on the Podnuts network is better than anybody else. And that's the honest truth. We don't dictate to others. We just share our experiences with you and we implore you to share them back with us. You can also send me a voicemail at 7076-PODNUT. You can contact me any way you see fit and let me know what you're thinking, what you're feeling, or what you're believing. Uh, And I will hopefully talk to everyone again real soon. Hey friends, this is Eric Hardini, the manager. I can tell that you like podcasts and learning about technology. One of the fastest growing areas of tech is currently small, low energy consumption computing. Come join us on the Mini PC Show, where we discuss all the new small form factor devices. The Mini PC Show, big talk, little machines. Music provided by Steve Cherubino at stevecherubino.com.